I'm delighted to welcome a new supporting sponsor to the local government news roundup family. It's Ventio, a leading essential infrastructure services provider, redefining service excellence for communities across Australia and New Zealand. Ventio is operating at over 400 sites and with a large and diverse workforce of over 35,000. They specialise in the long-term operation, maintenance and management of critical public and private assets and infrastructure across a broad range of industry segments, including defence and social infrastructure, infrastructure services, telecommunications and transport. For local government, Ventia specialises in the end-to-end delivery of open space management, soft and hard facilities management, street cleansing, minor capital works and much more. Ventia brings capability in whole-of-life asset management and robust use of data for better decision-making for their clients. Ventia, making infrastructure work sustainably for our communities. Head to ventia.com to find out more. Hello, this is Chris Eddy with the latest from the Local Government News Roundup. On the podcast today, municipal monitors on the way for a Victorian council. Councils get their message across in Canberra on proposed water legislation. The Victorian government starts recruiting to find 90 new planners. A council CEO responds to media reporting about the removal of posters concerning the Israel-Gaza conflict. The latest Victorian mayoral election results, a deputy mayor removed from office, a new mayor defends a decision to trigger an extraordinary election, a councillor found to have engaged in inappropriate conduct, and the international city planning to phase out fossil fuel cars from its central areas. All coming up on the Local Government News Roundup. Welcome back to the Roundup after a short break. The podcast is brought to you by the Victorian Local Governance Association, your councillor support network and the national broadcaster on all things local government. The Victorian Local Government Minister Melissa Horne will appoint municipal monitors to Glenelg Shire Council for a three-month period. Minister Horne said the decision followed a request from the Shire's Mayor, Councillor Scott Martin, over concerns with culture in the council organisation. Three councillors have resigned in recent months and the CEO, Paul Phelan, has resigned after 10 months in the position. Two monitors yet to be named will be charged with identifying what is needed to support the council for improved governance and to guide the recruitment of a new chief executive officer. This year's mayoral election has been postponed by a week to the 8th of November and the council said it has appointed Corporate Services Director David Hole as acting CEO to enable the statutory meeting to take place. Two cutbacks have been scheduled to fill the vacancies created by the resignations of Jaden Smith and Chrissy Hawker. The first will be conducted on Monday the 20th of November at 10am and the second on Monday the 4th of December also at 10am. Mayors, councillors and CEOs from across metropolitan Melbourne came together last week for an MAV forum to help develop a clear vision for local government's response to the state government's housing statement. MAV CEO Kelly Grigsby said the government's ambitious goal of building 800,000 homes in 10 years can only be achieved in partnership with local government. She said the MAV will continue to advocate for policy that meets housing needs, ensuring there is infrastructure to support growth and that the community is brought along on the journey. 
Meanwhile, the state government has launched a recruitment campaign for 90 new planners to deliver its housing reforms and again took aim at councils for approval delays. It said the new team of planners will work to support councils to clear a backlog of 1,400 applications for multi-unit housing that it says have been sitting with councils for more than six months. The City of Stonington's new CEO, Dale Dixon, has responded to public and media comments about the Council's removal of posters from public infrastructure. The posters relate to the Israel-Gaza conflict and their removal has prompted accusations that the Council has taken sides in the conflict. Mr Dixon said the various reports have not necessarily been complete or accurate. He said the Council's actions were in accordance with its local law and were not in regard to the content of the posters in question. The local law requires public infrastructure to be kept free of material irrespective of its content unless prior approval is granted. Mr Dixon said he acknowledged the concern and distress that had arisen from the media reporting of the Council's actions. The Murray River Group of Councils, comprising the six Northern Victorian Councils of Campaspe, Ganawara, Loddon, Mildura, Moira and Swan Hill, has spoken at a committee inquiry in Canberra this week against the proposed Water Amendment Bill. Councillor Rob Amos, the Mayor of Campaspe, led the group's presentation, asserting that independent research and collective experience shows water buybacks damage local industries, economies and communities. The councils want parliamentarians to look beyond water targets alone and apply a triple bottom line lens in their consideration of the bill. Merrill election season in Victoria is picking up pace. Here are the latest results we've picked up on. At Hume City Council, Councillor Naeem Kurt has been elected Mayor, succeeding Joseph Hawiel in the role, and Karen Sherry will remain Deputy Mayor. Ian Smith has returned to the mayoral position in Moyne, succeeding Karen Foster, who did not contest the position. Councillor Smith was mayor in 2021-22. Councillor Foster will be deputy mayor for the final year of the current council term. East Gippslandshire Council has elected Tom Crook as mayor uncontested. He succeeds Mark Reeves after two terms as mayor, and Jane Greeson OAM is the new deputy mayor. Pierce Tyson has been re-elected at Mooney Valley City Council, the first time at that council where a mayor will serve two consecutive years within a council term. Former Mayor Narelle Sharp is deputy. And at Southern Grampianshire, the council has gone for stability with the re-election of David Robertson and Helen Henry as mayor and deputy mayor, respectively. Don't forget to check out our handy list of current Victorian mayors being updated as those results come through. You'll find it at lgnewsroundup.com. And the candidate list for the Maroondah City Council by-election has been finalised. Four candidates will contest the seat vacated by Marika Graham, who resigned in September. The candidates in ballot order are Brendan Powell, Chris Jones, Moni Mieselbach and Tamara Lloyd. Voting in the postal election will close on the 1st of December. Here are some Victorian briefs for you. Indigo Shire Mayor Sophie Price has paid tribute to the local volunteers behind the success of Beechworth being named, yet again, the Victorian Tidy Town of the Year. It's the fifth time the town has won the title. In more Indigo news, the council has voted to introduce a 24-hour cat curfew. The curfew will come into effect in six months, with owners encouraged to use that time to introduce containment measures at their properties. 
Borbor Shire Council has signed a new five-year agreement with Technology One to help streamline council operations. Under the new deal, the council will replace existing software used in its finance, supply chain management, human resources and property and rating functions with Technology One's One Council Software as a Service solution. And in a first at the City of Manningham, Mayor Deidre Diamanti has officially opened a dementia-friendly cafe. The Memory Place Cafe in Doncaster is supported by the proceeds of a mayoral charity gala, which raised over $51,000 for the initiative. You're listening to the Local Government News Roundup with Chris Eddy. Now for some stories of interest from recent days around the world of local government across Australia and firstly in New South Wales. An extraordinary meeting of Waverley Council last week resulted in the Deputy Mayor position being declared vacant and the removal of committee responsibilities for two councillors. The move followed public outcry over the refusal of now former Deputy Mayor, Councillor Ludovico Fabiano and Councillor Dominic Kanak to support a motion condemning the Hamas attacks in Israel. Mayor Paula Masilos issued a statement after the meeting in which she said the role of elected councillors is to serve the needs of the local community and ensure that it feels safe and supported. Councillor Fabiano said on Facebook that he and Councillor Kanak had unequivocally condemned the Hamas attack on Israeli civilians and that this is not the time for politicians to seek political mileage from a conflict on the other side of the planet. Former Mayor and Councillor at Murray River Council, Chris Bilkey, has resigned after nearly seven years due to ongoing health issues. Councillor Bilkey was the first Mayor of Murray River Council, holding the position for nearly two terms until Councillor Frank Crawley stepped into the role last month. Prior to being elected to Murray River Council in 2017, Councillor Bilkey was a councillor on the former Murray Shire. CEO Terry Dodds has paid tribute to his tireless contributions to the community over more than a decade of service. And the passing of Orange City Council's longest-serving mayor has drawn tributes this past week. John Davis, OAM, served across Blaney Shire and Orange City Councils for more than 30 years, with 12 years spent as mayor of Orange until his retirement from local government in 2017. Orange Mayor Jason Hamling said the city had lost a great leader and advocate. From Queensland, the Mayor of Logan City Council, Darren Power, has announced that he will not seek re-election in the 2024 local government elections, ending a 27-year career in local politics. Mr Power was first elected in 1997 and became the city's mayor in March 2020. He said he's proud of his achievements and legacy, but feels that it is time to pass the baton to a new generation of leaders. His term ends with local government elections in March next year. A Noosa councillor has been found to have engaged in inappropriate conduct. The council has recorded the findings that councillor Brian Stockwell breached the code of conduct on two occasions in March this year, according to a report from Noosa Today. The behaviour related to emails that were found to be unfair and discourteous to council employees. The council has formally expressed its disapproval of the conduct, ordering a reprimand and training or counselling at councillor Stockwell's expense to occur within a period of three months. 
Out of Tasmania this week comes the news that Launceston CEO Michael Stratton will be the next CEO of the city of Hobart. Lord Mayor Anna Reynolds announced Mr Stretton's appointment to the position on a five-year contract commencing in February. He's led Launceston Council since 2017 and was previously GM of Waratah Wynyard Council for three years. The Hobart CEO position was vacated earlier this year by Kelly Grigsby after two years in the role. Ms Grigsby is now the CEO of the Municipal Association of Victoria. In Western Australia, the newly elected mayor of the city of Bayswater has defended her decision to resign as a councillor prior to the recent elections, triggering an extraordinary election likely to cost the city around $40,000. Philomena Pifferetti gave an opening statement at the first council meeting after the election, saying the decision was the right thing to do. Perth Now reports that the new mayor faced questions from the public gallery about the resignation, the timing of which meant that the councillor position couldn't be filled at the general elections. The longest wait for an outcome from the recent elections was experienced at the city of Swan, where two recounts were needed because of counting discrepancies. The results were finally declared six days after the polls closed, with Tanya Richardson emerging as the city's first popularly elected mayor in a close mayoral contest. Mayor Richardson served as a councillor from 2019 before contesting for the mayoralty. The city of Swan now has a majority female council and there's been an injection of youth with two new councillors in their 20s. Briefly now, the Mayor and CEO of the City of Coburn in Western Australia have welcomed to Perth representatives from the sister city of Split in Croatia. A delegation has spent a week in Coburn touring the city and exploring areas of interest such as smart city technology, sustainability initiatives and tourism precincts. Edward River Council has thrown its support behind a proposed Southern Riverina Country University Centre to serve the Edward River, Hayshire, Berriganshire and Murray River Council areas. A steering committee is preparing an application to the federal government for support for the proposal, which Edward River Mayor Peter Betts says would provide much-needed educational opportunities for the region and help to address workforce challenges in the long run. Applications are open for the CEO position at WA's Shire of Wild Catcham, a Wheatbelt community two hours' drive from Perth. The recruitment is being handled by Mills Recruitment with applications due by the 15th of November. Two South Australian CEO positions are currently open for applications at Kingston District Council on the Limestone Coast. Applications are sought by the 19th of November with LG Talent handling the process. And Flinders Rangers Council in South Australia is also recruiting for a CEO. MacArthur is handling that one and applications close on the 20th of November. Now on the Local Government News Roundup, it's time for the International Spotlight. And there's a bit of news of interest out of New Zealand this week, where in the wake of a reprimand for councils from the country's chief ombudsman about private council workshops, Dunedin City Council has opened its workshop sessions to the public, effective immediately. The informal meetings, commonly known as briefing sessions, were closed to the public and the media and no agendas or minutes were published. But from now on, Dunedin will invite the public into their workshop sessions, with some exceptions where commercial sensitivity or legal privilege requires confidentiality. The website Crux welcomed the move after campaigning for more openness and transparency in the Council's processes.
Nelson City Council is another looking at transparency, announcing a review of its governance structure in response to the Ombudsman report. According to the Nelson Mail, the council last year replaced its public committee meetings with sessions known as task forces, which are not open to the public. It does, however, hold open workshops. And a new chief executive has been announced to lead Auckland Council for the next four years. Phil Wilson, who has been acting chief executive since July, will officially assume the position next week. The announcement of his appointment by Mayor Wayne Brown included details of his remuneration package of $600,000 per annum, a $30,000 reduction on the previous chief executive's salary. In the UK, the CEO of bankrupt Woking Borough Council has announced that she will step down in February after the council agrees to its new budget. Julie Fisher, who has been in the role for two and a half years, said the organisation is on a path to recovery and now is the time to hand over to somebody with fresh energy. She said she'll work with councillors and commissioners to ensure a smooth transition to new leadership arrangements. And the UK Local Government Association has commenced the search for a new chief executive after the departure of Mark Lloyd last month. Applications for the £200,000 position close on the 26th of November. And from Europe, the city of Barcelona in Spain has announced plans to dramatically boost its public EV charging network from the current 50 stations to 550 by next year. The increase would make it one of the largest public charging networks in Europe, according to a report from themayor.eu. The City Council and the European Regional Development Fund are investing 8.3 million euros into the project. And in Sweden, the city of Stockholm plans to phase out fossil fuel cars from its central areas from 2025. The city's mayor says the move is about creating a more livable and sustainable city, creating more space for pedestrians, cyclists and public transport. The city also plans to invest in EV charging infrastructure and incentives for car sharing and mobility services. The City Council is due to vote on the plan this month and is dealing with mixed reactions from those in support and those concerned about accessibility and affordability impacts. That's the latest for now from the Roundup, recorded the 2nd of November. We're catching up and I'll have more for you on the weekend. The podcast is brought to you by the Victorian Local Governance Association. You can find links to the stories we've referenced in the episode and a full transcript at www.lgnewsroundup.com. While you're there, check out our list of current Victorian mayoral election results. That's being updated daily. And also you can find out how you can support the Roundup by becoming a subscriber through a small monthly contribution, which you can cancel at any time. The Local Government News Roundup is recorded in the city of Greater Geelong, Victoria, on the land of the Wadawurrung people of the Kulin Nation. Until next time, thanks for listening and bye for now. Local Government News Roundup is proudly supported by Davidson. For 30 years, Davidson has been strengthening the local government sector by identifying and providing the people, expertise and experience that local government needs to enhance its capability, productivity and performance. Davidson is nationally recognised for its executive recruitment services and over the past four years has built a business advisory practice rapidly evolving into one of the nation's foremost and trusted local government business consultancy firms. 
the Davidson methodology and approach is simple. Thinking beyond now and aiming to be a valued partner with your local government, not just for the immediate project, but for the next 30 years. Speak to Justin Hanney or Seamus Scanlon to find out more or head to davidsonwp.com.au. Davidson, your future, your partner.